0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, 14 every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SP Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can find all of our content on our Facebook page. We post everything there. And anytime that you want to get in contact with the show, you can do that at the Locked On Packers fan hotline. You know that number. It should already be in your phone, just so you can shoot off a text or a call whenever you need to. It's 920-341-3775. Aaron Rodgers, Mason Crosby, and the Green Bay Packers defeat the 49ers on Monday night, 33-30. to And it wasn't pretty. And for stretches, it was flat-out embarrassing. But the Packers got the win. And there will be plenty of time this week and next week to adjudicate the fate of Mike McCarthy and what that means and what this win or, or non-loss <laughs> means for this Packers team moving forward and, and the kind of issues that this team has. And there's no question this team has issues. I, I pointed out again on defense what I call an institutional failure it's coaching it's management player personnel it is player driven and it is schematic and and that's that's really two on the coaches because not only are they responsible for the game plan and the scheme but they are responsible for making players better they're responsible for maximizing the skill sets of the players on their team. And too often, with certain players and certain position groups, Green Bay simply hasn't been able to do that. But let's let's just take this game specifically. Green Bay comes out and they start the first half really well on offense and they look dynamic, they look creative, and you see the the touchdown to Ty Montgomery where they come out in a diamond formation, three tight ends, and they've got a running back behind, and they throw a little bubble screen. And they did it quick so that the 49ers didn't have time to figure out what might be coming and and what was coming. And I had a feeling that that was going to be the play. But San Francisco, because they were still trying to get lined up, trying to get everything set, it turns into a walk-in touchdown. The offense is, is coming along. And we saw it in the second half, specifically on that last drive. Aaron Rodgers made, it, he really just made it look easy. I, I mean, I got a text that was like, it, it, I, I don't even know what else to say. The guy is untouchable. And that is, that is how it, you must feel as a Packers fan. And I tweeted this yesterday, and it's, it's like the Packers are the ultimate, why can't they just make the entire plane out of the black box team? There's the old joke that if, well, if when the plane goes down and they can find the black box, why not just make the whole plane out of the black box? Well, Green Bay. When they play well and when they want to play well, it seems like it's just an intensity thing. When they play with a little bit of fire and they play with a little bit of vigor and a little bit of a sense of urgency and they're playing downhill defensively. Blake Martinez had an atrocious first half and then in the second half, he's firing his guns and coming downhill and making tackles. That is the version of Blake Martinez that the Packers need. This defense was built to play from ahead and they forgot that in order to play from ahead, they have to get some stops early to give their offense a chance. And what Green Bay got was the offense that they needed. They scored 20 points in the first half. Now, there was a little bit of wonkiness, and they bogged down in the red zone again and had to kick field goals. But the good news is, this week, Mason Crosby made them, went 4 of 4 on his field goals, including the game winner, and went 3 for 3 on extra points. That may not seem like a big deal, except for last week, He missed an extra point. So if you wanted a bounce-back game, it is hard to imagine getting a better bounce-back game than what Mason Crosby got. And unfortunately for Green Bay, so they did get the the get-right game for their offense, a season-high in scoring, 33 points. But they also gave the 49ers offense their get-right game. And so the Packers, to this point, have still been unable to put together a full Offense, defense, special teams game for four quarters. They played extremely well for stretches in the second half. In fact, after the Packers turned the ball over on downs, trying to get a touchdown, down 30-23, to the Packers' defense forced a three and out, a three and out, and got an interception. And in those three drives, allowed four total yards. That is getting the job done. They simply didn't do that often enough in the first half. Kentrell Bryce gets beat deep on a touchdown. I don't know what has to happen for them to think we have to just throw Josh Jones out there. I don't know what has to happen. And I think a lot of this stems from an attitude problem. And Green Bay offensively, when they play with urgency and when they need to put together drives... And that's why in the second half, they've scored on the on their first drive of the second half in every game this season. Why is that? Well, part of the reason is they've been behind. And so there's a sense of urgency. They have to play with some rhythm, some tempo, and and this this fire has to burn in their belly. And defensively, Green Bay has come out slowly in too many games, this being another one. But then in the second half, when they have to get stops to give Aaron Rodgers a chance to do what Aaron Rodgers does, they can get them, and they've been getting them. They didn't do well against the Vikings with the lead, but Green Bay's offense didn't extend the lead the way that it should. This defense was built to play from ahead because they want you in passing situations. They want to attack you with different looks and blitzes. And when they're selling out, to either stop the run or create pressure, that is when they're going to create splash plays defensively. And and we have, to, we have to say, with the game tied at 30 and the 49ers driving for what I can only assume a lot of Packer fans thought would be the game-winning field goal. I know that it crossed my mind. Oh, well, the defense hasn't been able to get a stop all game. There's no way they're going to be able to get a stop in this particular instance. And yet, on third down, Mike Patton calls a zero blitz. No safety in the middle of the field. It is all out blitz, man-to-man on the outside. And C.J. Beathard does the right thing. C.J. Beathard played great in this game. He does the right thing. He heaves the ball downfield. Give your receiver a chance to make a play one-on-one. You've got a receiver who can run on Kevin King. And Kevin King is in textbook 1A position, turns and finds the ball just in time to see it fall in his lap. He makes the interception. Green Bay gets the ball back with a minute seven and Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does. The highest passer rating in the fourth quarter in his career, in the league. Over the last decade, no player has a higher fourth quarter quarterback rating. So he doesn't have a lot of comeback wins because, number one, that's a stupid stat. And number two, his defense has given up a lot of late leads that he gave them. This was an opportunity to kick the game winner with time expiring, and he did it. And Mason Crosby did it, perhaps more importantly. And, you know, it, it will be important at some point in the future to talk about where this team stands, and the the disheartening part of this game. Not the win. There's nothing disheartening about a win. You win, you win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play, right, Herm Edwards? So you have to win. And Green Bay needed to win, and it did. They have a week to get their act together defensively because they face the most explosive offense in the league in two weeks. In L.A., I, I half-jokingly tweeted during the game that that the Rams are going to score 90 on the Packers. Uh, Half-joke. I mean, obviously they're not going to score 90. The goal is going to have to be you have to go win a 45-42 type game. And that's going to be the same thing in New England. They just won that game. They just beat the Chiefs in a game like that. This offense can be as good as those teams. It can be. And there was a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth during the game about, oh, this team just isn't that talented. that's, That's BS. This team is really talented. And they're too talented to play as poorly as they did early in the game on both sides of the ball, really. If this team would execute better and there would be some little coaching tweaks, this could still be a really good team. They're just not one right now. Even in the win, they're just not a good team right now. They won, that's great. I, I said before the game, they should win by 20. Now, credit the 49ers, they practice too. But, it shouldn't have been this close. And Green Bay, for a lot of this game, looked lifeless, they looked listless, and... I've said this so many times on this show. I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting, I'm getting sick of using words like pathetic and embarrassing to describe the effort on this team, to describe the preparedness level on this team. But that is where we are. And that is a reflection of the head coach. And there's just nothing else that I can really say about it to, to, to put it any other way. That's just where we are with this team. And with Mike McCarthy and the culture that this team has, now maybe a couple wins, maybe a win like this can give you some momentum, propel you forward. I mean, Aaron Rodgers puts up a, a ton of yards. He gets the touchdowns. That the Ty Montgomery play, not technically a touchdown pass because they ruled it was a it was a backwards pass. Uh, whatever. I mean, it's it's a rushing touchdown for Ty Montgomery. Good for him. But Rodgers has to feel a lot better about where this offense is, the, the development of these rookie receivers, and we're, we're going to get to them uh, after the break. But while there are, there are some things to be ag- agitated about, and aggravated, and annoyed, and frustrated, and all of those feelings are totally, totally fair. And Green Bay should be feeling them too. You win a game where you didn't play your best, and you still have a lot of things to clean up, that's the best kind of win. Because that means you can get better. Green Bay can get better. And if, if you're going to have some hope about what the rest of this season is going to look like, that's what you point to. You say, look, the flashes with this team are there. And we've seen them. This iteration of this team with these, with these core players, we have seen them put together stretches of brilliance over, over games, not just drives and if they can do that again they can still be a dangerous team in the NFC but there's just no other way to say it other than they have to play better and if they did play better they would cover which they didn't do on monday night and so if you had the 49ers plus the points and if you were betting at my bookie you'd be paid fast that is what my bookie does they have live in-game betting i'm sure the the live odds would have been really fun to track over the course of this game They've got Fantasy Point over-unders. If you had Rogers, probably take the over. They've got a great mobile site. And when you win, they pay out fast. Right now, MyBookie wants to pay you extra money just for making your first deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern. When you use the promo code LOCKEDON25, you'll get an extra $25 on any deposit over $100 when you deposit after 7 p.m. Use that promo code LOCKEDON25. And MyBookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000 plus that extra $25 on top of it. Locked on 25 at MyBookie, dollar for dollar bonus up to $1,000 and that extra $25 because at MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Today's show is also brought to you by an old friend of the podcast, Blue Chew. These conversations are not always comfortable. They're they're sometimes a little awkward, but we have to talk about sex. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence you need, just like the Packers offense hopefully got in this game with Blue Chew. That's right, blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as other pills. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises, shall we say? Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and no awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, so they're cheaper than going to the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code LOCKEDON, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Packers. Now, there's something I want to I head off at the pass and that is any discussion about Aaron Jones's workload. Now, I do think that there is a certain element of Mike McCarthy that says, look, we understand you're the most talented guy, but we don't always trust you to be in the right places. And that was evident. There was one play in the first half. Aaron Jones got off to a good start. He's averaging seven yards a carry. He's making plays. And then he misses an assignment. And that turns into Aaron Rodgers having to run for his life. And it turns into a grounding call that that kills the Packers' momentum. They're not able to get a first down. And it it stalls what had been some good juju for their offense. And then Mike McCarthy basically ghosts him the rest of the half. Aaron Jones come out and, comes out in the second half and runs hard and makes a couple nice plays. Also had a drop in the flat. So the inconsistencies are there. Now, I will say, I think Mike McCarthy needs to take Aaron Jones and say, we're going to let you play through some of these issues because we know you're the most talented guy. But if you look at the the box score, you see Aaron Jones, 8 carries, 41 yards. That's 5.1 yards a carry. Jamal Williams, 6 carries, 29 yards. That's almost 5 yards a carry, 4.8. And Ty Montgomery, 4 carries, 12 yards. That's not a bad dispersal rating for this team. Jamal Williams also had a catch on a screen for 10 yards, and Aaron Jones uh, had the only target of his dropped. Now, there was another ball that was that sailed too far wide of him to even count as a target. I'd like to see them use Ty Montgomery a little bit more in the passing game, but here's the good news. One of the reasons why they're not is Green Bay is finding weapons elsewhere so you say okay well they need to get the ball to Aaron Jones okay well well he got the most carries and he ran the ball well when he was in there but you want Ty Montgomery on the field and if you're not gonna if you're not gonna throw Ty the ball where are you gonna find matchup advantages well the answer is Jimmy Graham who had five catches for 104 yards on nine targets he was the guy Green Bay thought they were getting when they signed him in the offseason. He had a number of big plays. When you're a tight end and you're averaging almost 21 yards a catch, that is a serious value add that you're not expecting most tight ends to be able to provide for your offense. And Green Bay is getting that from Jimmy Graham. Now, you still would expect him to be a bigger factor in the red zone where Green Bay has had some struggles. You expect him to be a bigger factor on third down, but they're still building the chemistry there. They're still trying to get this right. You can tell on third down or in important situations, the only guy on the field right now that Aaron Rodgers truly trusts is Devontae Adams, who had an enormous day, 10 catches, 32 yards, two touchdowns. The game-tying score and two huge catches on the game-winning field goal drive He's a superstar. There's just nothing else to say. But this team needed more from other guys. They got it from Jimmy Graham. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, three catches, 103 yards, his first 100-yard game as a pro. He had 80 yards last week. He can make big plays. He took a little, a little quick throw out on a receiver screen and just picked up a first down. Because he's got wheels. Aaron Rodgers rolls out, gets a back shoulder throw. He makes a tremendous catch on it. And then the other one was on a post-wheel concept. He gets loose down the sideline. Rodgers buys a little bit of time and finds him down. It's a 60-yard gain. His speed is valuable in this offense, and I hope they continue to find ways to use it once Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison get back. But that is going to take time. Those things have to develop. And that is something that is gonna come. This kind of development in a game like this, again, the Packers won and didn't play their best, but these are critical snaps for Marquez Valdez Scantling. Equinemius St. Brown gets one target tonight, and he was rotating with Jamon Moore. Those are t- those are two guys who are clearly behind MVS. And and that's fine because MVS has proven that he is a playmaker right now. One target in the game, Equinemia St. Brown, and it is, it is to that point, the biggest play of the game. Aaron Rodgers, 19 yards on a corner route. He gets both feet in inbounds, makes an incredible play on the sidelines to contort his body, and right there, they'd be in Mason Crosby field goal range. They picked up another 19 to Devontae Adams down the sidelines, and that was when it was like, okay, it's over. And Mason Crosby just needs to make this short-ish field goal, which he did. Getting contributions from these other guys. Jamon Moore gets his first career catch. Nine different players for the Packers had a catch. That kind of talent distribution is what wins you games late in the year. I mean, when, when this team gets healthy, when Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison come back, Green Bay can go five wide. They they could not have done that early in the year because they just didn't trust these young receivers. Well, maybe now they do. And maybe they're getting closer to saying, we're going to play more of these guys more often. And you play out of a four-receiver set with Jimmy Graham and you, and you just say, okay, we dare you to defend us. Or we're going to play three receivers or we're going to play five receivers. I mean, you want to keep Jimmy Graham on the field, but if, if these guys keep making plays, I mean, it's going to be hard to keep Marquez Valdez scantling off the field. At this point, he has earned those reps and has exceeded any expectations you could have set for him coming in. I mean, truly, this is remarkable what he's doing. Aaron Rodgers mentioned after the game, he liked the progress that Equinemius St. Brown was making, that he that he was doing the things Rodgers expected him to do. And I think he's going he's gonna to get more opportunities in this offense. Green Bay has a lot of mouths to feed. I don't want to hear any complaints about talent. They have so much talent on this offense. A lot of it is talent unrealized. When you talk about talent, that means you're not doing it, right? So you have to go do it. Because you don't, you don't mention how talented a team is if they're just good. Right, I mean, you don't. The, the, I, I didn't say the Rams are a really talented offense. I said they're a really good offense. They're the best offense. Once you're once you're good, you're just good. When you're inconsistent, that's when you're talented, and that's what this offense is right now. They have tons of talent, and Byron Bell has played well enough at right guard. David Bakhtiari left this game but came back in at tackle. The sacks, I mean. Robert Sala did a great job for the 49ers, their defensive coordinator, mixing up the looks. Green Bay was in a ton of third and long situations, and they just uh, they, they can't do that. And that's been a problem all season. But this offense can make plays, and they're going to get better. And to think that this offense continues to put up huge yardage totals. And this was this was finally a week where the score matched some of those yardage totals. But they're putting up huge yardage totals every week and, and yards can be deceiving. But that is evidence of talent. They have talent. They need to play with better execution week in and week out. And if that can come they can be a really, really good offense. You know, I told you guys last week that the Lions' loss was was my fault. And the reason that it was my fault is that I didn't have my loci bracelet on. And I did on Monday night. And in fact, my wife, who I was watching the game with, said in the fourth quarter, she she looked down at my wrist to make sure I had it on. And when I did, she knew the Packers were going to win. And when they did So if you need your own totem for your Green Bay Packers fandom, get it at Loci. Get your game day swagger with one of their game day collection bracelets. And it's not just about showing your team spirit, although it will increase your swag levels by at least 15 to 20%. I, I can't I can't make any guarantees legally, but I'm just telling you what I know from wearing them. Go to Loci.com. And right now, my listeners are getting a special deal. Use the promo code PACKERS25 to get 25% off their game day collection. Get your own talisman, your own totem, your own superstition going with your loci bracelet. And you're going to get questions about it. People are going to say, hey, what's that? That's cool. And it's not just about showing your team spirit. It's about balance because every loci bracelet, Holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on earth. It's a daily reminder to keep balance in your life between the highs and the lows. The highs of, say, the Brewers going up to one in, in the NLCS, and the low of realizing the Packers have to play the Rams offense in two weeks Go to com. that's L O K A I dot com, and use the promo code Packers25 to get 25% off. You will not find a better deal or a better way to improve your game day swag. Today's show is also brought to you by The Athletic. Have you ever tried to click on a, a story you really wanted to read on your phone? only to be taken to six other websites you didn't want to go to or didn't know where, how you even got there. That is not going to happen with The Athletic. They have created a sports site with users in mind. No autoplay ads, no pop-ups, no mess, no garbage, nothing you don't want. Just all of the sports coverage you do want. From Michael Cohen and Josh Talentino and Ben Fennel, plus all the great brewers coverage going on right now. And you get coverage from across the country with your subscription. Let me give you that subscription for less right now. When you go to the athletic.com slash packers, we have our own URL and everything. The Athletic.com slash You'll get 40% off your first year subscription. That's $299 a month. Isn't that worth paying just to not have pop-ups ever again? Not to mention the premium content that they deliver. That's the athletic.com slash locked on Packers to get 40% off your first year. Before we go, I just want to point out that I think I was having this conversation with my editor at Acme Packing Company that I think so much of and I mentioned this earlier in the show, that so much of Green Bay is driven by attitude. And when they play with urgency and they play with energy, they just play so much better. And in the second half, they showed that. I think this is where they really miss Jair Alexander because he always plays with that tenacity, that toughness, that that fight, and that that spirit. And I think it's infectious. I think it rubs off. And he's a 4 3 guy you can you can put him on Marquise Goodwin and feel good about that matchup. Whereas if he's on Tremont Williams, you worry about that matchup. I think he brings so much versatility to this defense that his presence or lack thereof is something that can't be discounted when we look at what has happened to this defense the last few weeks because they played better with him in there. There's just no way around it. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. And we're going to do an opponent Wednesday, but it'll just be on the Packers. We're just going to talk Packers. We will have the discussions I know you are you are waiting to have about Mike McCarthy. I'll answer some of your questions, and we will look toward the bye week. And I think ask some, some heavy, deep, and real questions about the Green Bay Packers and their future at this point in the season. But at this point in the season, they are 3-2-1. They are in the thick of the NFC North race, after the Bears lose, and there's still an opportunity for this team. And regardless of how you felt in the first half, maybe you feel differently in the second half, a win puts Green Bay in a position to get to where they want to get to, and that is what matters moving forward. Every week, just win. And even if the next two weeks don't go great for them, they're going to have an opportunity the next two games. They're gonna have an opportunity to close the season to be in a position to make the playoffs. If they look embarrassing, if they look really bad again, that may not happen because it might turn out that they're just not very good. And it also may just be the case that you can't come back from, you know, if they get beat by 20 in New England and LA, maybe your season just has to be over at that point because your team loses belief. They need to come out and play well in these games, even if they lose, they have to show well these two weeks and there are no Pyrrhic victories in the NFL, but they need, at the very least, some moral victories on the road the next two games. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Always answering your questions there. You can ask them also at the podcast Twitter at Locked On Packers and always the Locked On Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775. So let me know how you are staying locked on, Packers.